Trinity Central. We exist to make God central to our lives and our world. You are listening to a recording of one of our Sunday messages. For more information, please go to trinitycentral.org. Yeah, well, wonderful to see you. My name is James. I'm one of the leaders here at Trinity Central. Welcome to you, to you all, but especially if you're new, and welcome um, to everybody on the stream. I know there's people who wanted to be here today that couldn't be here today. And uh, we're so glad that you could be with us, even virtually. All right, well, the Christmas story is actually the story of two births. It's something that we forget sometimes. And it's not quite Christmas yet today, so I'm going to take us back to something that happened a little bit before Christmas. And uh, this other baby that was born was called John, and his parents were Zechariah and Elizabeth. And they were an older couple who couldn't have children. So for many years, they desperately wanted children, and it just never happened for them. Until uh, when they were quite in their older age, an angel appeared to Zechariah and said, you're going to have a child, and you're going to call him John. And Zechariah wasn't exactly full of faith. He didn't really believe what the angel said. And as a result, the angel struck him dumb. He couldn't speak. And he couldn't speak for the entire pregnancy. In fact, it wasn't until the child was born on the eighth day when they named him John that suddenly Zechariah was able to speak. And when he's able to speak again, uh, he doesn't actually speak, he sings. It's interesting. The uh, Christmas is a bit like a musical, actually. There's a lot of songs. Uh, There's Mary who has a song, and then there's Zechariah who has a song, and then there's the angels have a song, and there's lots of singing around Christmas. But I just want to... um, Just look at Zechariah's song a little bit. He starts by underlining how long it's been that Israel has been waiting for a Savior. And we heard a bit about that earlier when Mel uh, read that piece from Isaiah. Centuries before already, this prediction of a Savior that's coming and Israel longing for this Savior. And then in his song, uh, Zechariah speaks to his little boy, John, in a really sweet part of the song, and then he finishes on the Christ, because that's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus Christ in the end. So I'm just going to read the scripture, and we're just going to concentrate actually on the last few verses I read, but here's the song. Zechariah says, praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant, the covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham, well over a thousand years before God had made promises that were just now becoming fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear in holiness and righteousness as long as we live. And this is where he addresses John. He says, and you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins. Because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven, the sunrise, the day spring, is about to break upon us and to guide us to the path of peace. And dear Father, I just pray um, on this wonderful day where we get to celebrate the birth of your son before uh, the day itself. Um, 
We just ask that that light would shine into our hearts and that you would bring us and guide us into the path of peace. Amen. Okay. Well, Christmas comes in a time of darkness, and that's, you know, quite literal for us here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, it's dark. Like, there have been days this week that I looked outside and I thought, it looks like nighttime, and it's actually supposed to be daytime. All my lights are on. Anybody else having that experience? Yeah. yeah. So when we read something like those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, it seems, you know, kind of literal for us. But there's a darkness that affects us, um, but is outside of us. And Zechariah speaks of, you know, the liberation from oppression and being able to worship God without being persecuted. But there's a darkness for us that affects us, that's outside of us. You know, if we think of things like COVID, if we think of things like cancer, if we think of things like mental illness, divorce, violence, poverty, addiction, warfare, these are things from outside of us. These are, this is darkness from outside of us that comes to oppress us. And he also speaks, uh, Zechariah does, of a darkness within us. He speaks of forgiveness from sins. And there's that darkness within us that we can all recognize too. There, there's, there's selfishness that we know we have. There's anger. There's loneliness. There's depression. There's addiction again. There's apathy to the sufferings of others. You know, I think all of our hearts broke a little bit when we heard of the Kamloops Residential School and how all across the country of ours, this beautiful country, there were schools, and each school had, a, had its little graveyard filled with little bones. And we have to reckon up to the fact that that happened because, as a society, we just didn't care. There was a darkness. There's a darkness. In many ways, it's a dark world we live in. But as I was reading the news this week, I was reminded that it's also a complicated darkness. It's a darkness shot through with light. There was a man called Thomas Donahue, who you probably have never heard of. Maybe one or two of you have. And he was just a local guy. He was a Vancouver guy. And his thing was that he would go what, you know, I don't think any of us would do. He would go into the streets and in the alleys of Vancouver um, in the middle of the night in the alleys and in the streets. And what he was looking for was he was looking for people who were dying, specifically people who were dying from overdoses. And he would give them, you know, the shot that would save their lives. And it's estimated that he saved literally hundreds of people's lives, maybe over a thousand. And then one night a few months ago, he got into a fight with one of the people that he was trying to help. He himself was still uh, addicted, and he got into a fight over money, and he was stabbed, and he was killed. And there's this darkness, you know, but it's mingled with light. There's a beauty, and yet there's a darkness. And that's something that we all need to reckon with, you know. Some of us can do a pretty good job of holding things together. Some of us, you know, can protect, project a pretty good image. Um, but we all have this darkness that we're wrestling with outside of us and inside of us. And darkness always gets us in the end because we're sitting in the shadow of death, as the Bible says. But Christmas is the sun breaking through that darkness. That's what Christmas is. It says, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. It's important for us to understand that God didn't cause the darkness. The Bible says that God is light, 
and in him is no darkness at all. It says that God made us in his image. He made us like him in some important ways and that we're terribly precious to him, but that we're in a terrible danger from the darkness that is inside us and around us. And the Bible calls that darkness sin. And sin can be a power outside of us. You know, one of the early hymns that we sung, uh, God rest you, Mary Gentleman says, Jesus came to save us all from Satan's power when we had gone astray. That speaks of a darkness outside of us that affects us. But sin is also something inside of us, something we do. It's like an incurable cancer that will kill us spiritually if it's not stopped, if it's not dealt with. And Jesus is that morning light that banishes the darkness. Jesus banishes the darkness outside of us, and Jesus banishes the darkness that is inside of us. Jesus is God with us. Jesus is God come as a little child so that human beings could become sons and daughters of God. That's the promise of Christmas. That's what's carried inside of that little child lying in the manger. So God didn't ignore the darkness. He came himself to rescue us from that darkness. And our passage says that Jesus is the way to peace. He's the path of peace. The morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. So this is the promise of Christmas. The promise of Christmas is that we can have peace now, even within the darkness. Because Jesus deals with our sins, the sins inside us, we can have God as our Father. So we can have peace with God. And because Jesus deals with our sins, and because Jesus shines his light upon us, we can understand that there is darkness within us, just as there is darkness outside of us. And that helps us have compassion for other people who are struggling with that darkness themselves. And that allows us to have peace with others. Now, the fact is there is still darkness. There is still darkness that we deal with. We've seen that. But Jesus is our guide through that darkness. And if we follow Jesus on that path, not only will he liberate us from the darkness as we walk with him day by day, but he's leading us to a place where there is no darkness. A place where there's joy, perfect peace, and perfect rest. Now, I wonder if you've ever heard of that internet controversy, Is Die Hard a Christmas Movie? Can I, can I get a hand? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Raise your hand if it is. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, we're not going to settle it today. That was about 50-50, but a lot of people are like, what's Die Hard? Sorry. You know what Die Hard was? It was an old action movie as starring like uh, Bruce Willis as a guy who's taking on a skyscraper full of villains, one man against the forces of darkness, I guess. But it's interesting that Jesus didn't come like John McClane from Die Hard. He didn't come with violence. He didn't come fighting darkness with darkness. Jesus comes as a baby, helpless and weak, lying in a manger, a feeding trough wrapped in rags, this little helpless thing. 
And the life of Jesus then began like all of ours did, in diapers. But it ended on a cross. So God the Son, very God of very God, came to our earth about 2,000 years ago. And he let himself be judged by the corrupt powers of our dark world. He let himself be judged by men whose motivation was to preserve their own pitiful power. He let himself be executed by them. Why? Because in doing that, in that apparent surrender to the darkness, he took the darkness of the world inside himself. He took my darkness, he took your darkness, he took our darkness, he took the darkness out there into himself. Jesus became darkness, and he didn't have any darkness in him at all. Jesus became darkness so that in Jesus, you and I, all of us, might become the light of God. And that's what Christmas is. Jesus didn't come to condemn. Jesus came to save. That was a rescue mission. It was a mission of mercy. So what it says, it says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven broke upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. I just want to finish with an illustration here. Maybe the band can come back up. Near the end of World War II, April 13th, Friday, April 13th, actually, 1945, there was a train that was rolling across Germany. And in this train were civilians, civilian prisoners, Jewish people largely. And they were in this train because their guards had taken them from the camp where they had been imprisoned because the, the Allied armies, the Canadian armies, the American armies, the British armies, the Russian armies were converging on Germany. And the, the, the Nazi camp guards were very worried that the prisoners might be rescued. So in order to prevent that, they took them into these trains and they went looking for a place uh, where they could kill them, frankly. But as it happens, the Allied armies advanced so fast that they just didn't know where to go. So the guards pulled the train over onto a little train siding at a station. And I guess they kind of heard something because suddenly the guards vanished. They ran away. And the people came out of the train. And it was an April day in Germany, so it wasn't super warm, but there was some sunlight. And they were just sitting there by the train on the grass. And over the rise came a couple of tanks, reconnaissance troops from an American army. And the Americans saw these people. And they didn't know what to do. They, they didn't know who they were. And as they approached them, suddenly the prisoners realized who these were. These were liberators. These were people who had come to save them, essentially. And all of a sudden, it dawned on them. People who had literally been sitting in darkness in these boxcars and in the literal shadow of death, suddenly it dawned on them that they were free, that they were going to live. And it, and, and it just 
One of the uh, liberating soldiers says they just started laughing, if you could call it laughter. He said it was an, an almost hysterical release of fear and of darkness. And that's what Christmas is. That's what Jesus does for us. Jesus sets us free. Jesus liberates us. The darkness is real, but Jesus is realer, if I can say that. The darkness is real, but Jesus is greater than the darkness. Jesus has overcome the darkness. And Jesus is calling us today, all of us here, he's calling us today, he's saying, follow me. I'm the guide. I'm going to be the one that if you come with me, I'm going to guide you into the path of peace and of joy and of hope. That's what Christmas is. Why don't you rise with me? We're going to sing a song of celebration, the song of Jesus. We're going to sing joy to the world.